shorty, I'm so fly. I got money stashed for a rainy day when we hard on times. I can't lie. Quarter pounder, flipping wraps, never whipping powder. In and out, hitting them with the special sauce like I'm the founder. Cocaine, a full puss ingredients like we make a chowder. After effects is the green, seem like I'm counting louder. Soon as the band's gripped, the banks start to route. And for the loot, they spread your shirt. I ain't talking shopping, my aim at your head. We bust at the feds, bust busting in the crowd. Spread like coochie in your legs, I'm with a bad shorty and she done fine. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to It's That Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Coker. Thank you for listening, tuning in, and catching up with your free therapy. Because half of y'all don't think you're crazy enough to need the therapy, and the other half don't can't afford it. <laughs> so you're here with me. So today we're going to simplify um, New Year's resolutions, goals, intentions, and self-awareness. So to assist me today, I got my co-host, Mr. Natan Mallory. Please, sir, introduce yourself. What's going on? Full title, Natan Stephen Mallory the first. AKA what's on my birth certificate, Natan Mallory. How's it going? Okay, okay. So before we kick it off, I gotta shout out the lyricist six team, the Kari B, the legend himself. Mm-hmm. So, big bro, you know I had to like put your name out there. So please catch up with your boy. He got his music video out, he got his artist artistry out, he got the catalog out. So now we're gonna jump right into it, right? So Natan, so Natan, we're here today first. We got a talk about new year's goals um that new year new me mentality of course and i feel like um it's kind of bull i just got to start it off with that okay bull in in terms of in terms of what like i feel like it implies something was wrong before Mm. right so like if it's a new year new me that means like you were just screwing up for 12 months and you were aware of it because for you to want to change it now because this, I feel like right now what we're doing is like the check-in. Like it's February 1st. So like mm-hmm. all them goals you had 31 days ago, are you, are you keeping up with them? Oh, me personally? No. Oh, no. Oh, what, um, what happened, sir? And I think that's, that's kind of hard. Everyone puts these almost unrealistic goals, right? And life happens sometimes. Like for me, uh, I had a few goals at the beginning of the year. And it's like February just hit, right? And already most of them are wiped away just because life happens, right? Okay. So uh, like going to the gym, of course, that's a common one. Mm -hmm. Um, I did start that off and I was able to go a few times, but then there were just times where I had planned to go, you know, I put in my schedule, but uh, there was a family emergency. There was one time I had to go to the hospital. Uh, There's, you know, my senior year of college. So I have homework I didn't even expect just laid out on me, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I have to deal with that and I have to keep up with those things. Um, but I don't, the important thing for me, I think, is I don't beat myself up. Uh, what you were saying about, you know, the previous Talk, year. Speaking on it, speak on it, speak on it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Does it, see, is there's merit to the statement. I don't know how to explain. I can't really like vouch for that because you're pretty much right. Okay. So for your life leading up to that, you're pretty much messing up. And now we're just assigned to fix things. Uh, sometimes it could be, you know, maybe you're finally, finally listening to someone who's been trying to tell you the right thing to do, basically. Right. Uh, other times it might just be, you're a bit more mature. So now I know like this was wrong and now it's time to fix this. But overall, yeah, most of your life in a lot of cases, you were just kicking it, doing the wrong thing. But 12 months though, 
12? Not even 12 months. Like, it could be the year before that and Gosh. the year before that. So, basically, since you were born, you've been messing you up. up. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, 2020, for some reason, new energy. Everybody, like, let's, let's, knock up. let's start on this. Oh, yeah. And that's... The problem with that, for me, is that that's too much pressure to put on yourself, right? Right. Because most people have the goal of fixing things within the first month. They... Or the first, like, two weeks. And because, then they just fall off. Exactly. And, and then they... They beat themselves up over it consistently, say, and instead of trying to like get back on the horse and just ride, right? They just say, Oh, gotta try again but next I year. Think, I think that's the important thing of keeping your goals realistic, mm. right? And like how to do that. And I propose like accountability buddies, like we talked about before we started the show. Mm-hmm. Like for anybody listening, I will be your accountability buddy. Like hit the Instagram. It's that simple podcast style at Instagram and the YouTube video coming soon. But nice little plug in there. But hit the Instagram. Tell me your goals. Like mm-hmm. if you need somebody to hold you accountable, because I feel like that's where a lot of people fall off the horse. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, I'm going to lose weight this year. And I catch you in like October eating like seven cheeseburgers. And I'm like, yo, so what happened to that goal? Oh, bro, you know, that was just January talk. What you mean that was January talk, man? Sheesh. What you mean, bro? Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a few things that really mess you up, right? Like having a goal, that's perfectly fine. But the part where you mess up at, right, is really, uh, one, they get way too specific, right? And then- Speak on that, speak on that. Okay, so let's say, I say, uh, I'm going I'm to jump 50 feet in the air, right? Right. By February 2nd. Right, cool. That's that's an okay goal, right? All right. Is, is it possible? A lot of maybe. Damn feet. Maybe like if you superhuman, cool. But like, let's Shit. say I'm trying to jump, but like I don't have legs, for example, right? <laughs> like these are these are like these these crazy specific goals that that I'm setting. Yeah. Right? So like being realistic mm-hmm. about your goals. So do you think like people should keep smaller goals? Yeah, I think you should try and keep. I was watching a video the other day that was teaching. You should keep your goals more broad. Uh, so like more like big goals and just break them down to like small. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna run five miles by the end of the year, but like, you know, this first half of the year, I'm mm-hmm. gonna work on like doing a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. And like next half of the year, I'm gonna do another mile and a half. Like just get there. Yeah, or even see you're you're giving specific numbers and things like that. Yeah. Uh what allows you to be more proud of yourself and forgive yourself more is if the goals that you're setting are more broad. So Instead of I'm going to run like half a mile, right? You could say I'm going to run a longer distance, right? Okay. That way you're not damaging yourself physically to try and meet like a certain goal, right? Okay. But you're also not uh, super disappointed. Let's say you almost you're one step away from half a mile, right? That's still a big achievement, and a lot of times we don't even look at that. And achievement. I, I agree with you 100 percent though, because I feel mm-hmm. like people don't acknowledge progress; mm-hmm. they only acknowledge the success. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's huge though, like. You got 90% of the way there. Mm-hmm. Like, one-ups to you. Like, you did it. But you didn't hit the goal, but you did it. Like, you look better. You feel better. Yeah. But, like, speak to me from a creative mind point. Because like, we've talked about physical, because that's mm-hmm. the most common, like, type of New Year goal. But, like, creative-wise, mm-hmm. I feel like it's more about the execution. Just, like, doing it. What do you mean? Go like, in terms it. of, like, for example, the show. Like, mm-hmm. this is a creative outlet of mine. And... My cousin was talking to me about this rule called the 85% rule, where mm-hmm. it's like, as creatives, it can be painting, music, videos, 
anything. Some of y'all crazy out there. So anything. But like we're perfectionists. Because I feel like when you're a creative, like, that's part of you that you're releasing to the world. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be right. We want it to be per perceived right. We want it to sound right. We want it to look right. Mm -hmm. And we're always like, there's just a little bit more. There's just a little bit more. I could fix this. I could fix that. So like, as a go setting goals as a creative, when do you just go? That's why I said it's all about the execution. Like, but I feel like when you're 85% of the way there, just release. Just execute. Mm. I think a lot of times as as creatives, right? Uh, oftentimes we, yeah, oftentimes we shoot for something that's perfect. The only thing about being creative is there's no perfect there's no, way like, to limit. do it. Yeah, there's yeah. no like perfect. So I think eighty five percent. If you think it's like eighty five percent right, that's great. I think if you're at least one percent happy with it, you right, just, then release it ooh, because there's a okay. lot of like okay. we're. A lot of times we beat ourselves up just so much, like negatively criticizing uh, what we do, how we do it, things like that, uh, trying to get it to this impossible goal that it's never going to get to, right? And for us, what happens a lot of times is, like for me, for example, I'll edit a video once, I'll edit it twice, I'll edit it again, and th the cycle just repeats over and over, and I keep editing to what goal, I have no idea, but I'm... Like I keep going towards it, mm -hmm. right? Because I want it to be perfect. Everyone wants to do the best and be as close to perfect as can be. Um, and even everyone wants to be perfect, right? right. But it's impossible. We can't Facts. do it. Facts. So a lot of times what we have that we, we might have seen like 20 different times that now we're just disgusted with, yeah. right? A lot of times that's perfectly fine. There's been times I've had videos and... I was like, ooh, this is gross. And I've showed the people that like ordered it from me, right? They were like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for doing this. And so there do you was- think, Do you think people need to step back sometimes? Like there's a big thing about like, as a creative, like, yo, everybody else around you is like, man, this is the flyest shit mm -hmm. I've ever seen. And then you're just like, ah, it's trash. But like if you take like two weeks or like a week away and you mm -hmm. or a day away and you come back, you're like, okay, I can, I can see this. Like I can- For sure, yeah, because yeah. you'll- You'll end up burning yourself out for one if you just keep working on something for too long a time, right? Mm -hmm. But also you'll you'll lose yourself within that and like what you feel joy with, what you're happy with, right? You'll keep criticizing it and breaking it down instead of like building yourself up. Like, okay, well, for example, you'll say something like, you know, this is terrible. I have to improve this, this, and this. And you'll keep going down that path instead of saying, this is good except for this one part I can change, right? Okay. So it's more negative um, than positive you, if you just stay on it. So it's important to take that step back, look at it and say, you know what? It's not actually as, I didn't have to be as hard on myself as, as I, I was those, basically. Okay, okay. I feel that, I feel that all the way. And I hope like this, this first segment really like touches people in a way like they feel, they look at their goals different, right? Mm -hmm. Future episodes, we're going to be talking about like success and failures and creatives, and those are all going to be their own episodes, but just understanding the tone that you set your year with really does come with like some weight. Mm -hmm. I feel like that. But, you know, shout out to the accountability buddy, hashtag accountability buddy. Please, if you need one, hit me in the gram. I will hold you to it. Or I'll find somebody to hold you to it because mm -hmm. we got to help each other, and I feel like we don't help each other enough. That's true. We're going we gonna to get into that, but first, we're going to talk about this main topic of the week, self-awareness. All right. 
You ready for this one? Yes, sir. Man, that's why you and me, we had these conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. So first, let me hit y'all with the definition of self-awareness from Webster, the official top it's tier dictionary. These are the people that, I don't even know how they make money for this. Like, literally your whole day is just defining words. You know they started putting slang in the dictionaries now? Yes. That was kind of fly. Oh, it's going from urban to official. I'm ready for it. Culture. But <laughs> self-awareness, like, is the conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Mm. Right? So, first, let's, let's speak on this. Like, what is self-awareness to you? Because, mm. you know, every word has an official definition, but, like, what's your definition? I think self-awareness is basically you being able to look at yourself uh, from a, from an outsider's point of view and like still understand yourself. So if I have like a best friend that I've grown up with, or or even not not even a best friend, pretty much like a sibling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a sister, I know her pretty well, right? Like we talk all the time and stuff like that, um, and I'll know like her motives how she'll feel towards certain things, like who she is really as a person, right? right. Um, and even though there's some gray areas that I won't always understand, overall, I have a good awareness of who she is as a person, right? right? I think it's pretty similar with self-awareness. So if you were to step outside yourself, right, talk to yourself, get to know yourself and everything like that. I feel like that's stuff people don't do, though. Like, oh, of course not. But But it's that it, it takes time, just like any relationship, right? Right. Especially the one with yourself. Uh, it's that stepping outside yourself, really sitting down, getting the chance to know yourself, um, that creates that self-awareness. Like when you can, like some people will say out-of-pocket stuff about me, and I'll say, oh no, like that, I couldn't have done that, right? Because I'm self-aware, like I'm aware of who I am, what I'll do, and why I'll do it. Do you, this is like, do you feel like um, people let outside influence um, affect their self-awareness mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like let me let me go into my definition of self-awareness um, I feel like self-awareness is truly knowing oneself mm. in like all sense of the word where um, and it's hard because I don't feel like anybody maybe like Buddha Jesus mm-hmm. like has true self-awareness I feel like it's true enlightenment so knowing yourself through and through and not letting outside forces um, dilute that, right? So like, oh, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And then one person goes, and you know that you're the best. You got the numbers to back it up. You got the skill. You got the examples. You got everything. And somebody goes, oh, man, you suck ass. And then you just like, why? Well, I, I am the best, but... But I, that's what I feel like you like lost your self awareness. Like you're not mm-hmm. truly in control of who you are anymore because you let outside influence dictate your action. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that goes along with like self confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like self awareness is the base. Once you're aware of different facts about yourself, yeah. Like if you are five eleven, right? For right. example. Uh, if you're 5'11 and you're aware of that fact about yourself, right? No one can tell you like, hey, bro, you're 4'2. No, that's ridiculous. Um, and you're going to be confident in telling that person, no, I'm not. I'm 5'11, right? So that self-awareness is really important Important in places of like confidence, self-respect, and things like that. Because when you're self-aware, to me, 
those are just cold hard facts. Like this is who I am. This is what I do. And it won't this change. Is, exactly. So then, what it? Oh, I'm gonna go deep into this. But when does it um, borderline between confidence in your self awareness and mm-hmm. cockiness in your self awareness? I've had conversations all the time, but I can nobody's ever been able to be like this is the line where like cockiness takes up. like let's take it to like real life. So when some dudes are like, man, I could pull any girl, man, I got the sauce on that nigga, like whoa, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, um, some girls like, yo, you're you're not, you're just so cocky, like you can't mm-hmm. pull me. When does it go like? And I use that example because it's not like sports. There's no concrete. There's no like stats. So it's like mm-hmm. an inner thing. So like, where does that line go from he's being cocky to he being confident? Mm. I think when you step outside of, you know, cold hard facts, right? And you start being boastful. Right, mm. that's that's where you cross over Ooh. from confident to cocky. So it would be, so like in your example, uh, you know, I could pull any girl. Right, is that true? Like, has it been proven? Nah. No. What you could say is like, I tend to be, you know, good talking to women. Right. Right. That's confidence. That's saying like, okay, this is, you know, this is what I. So can do you do. do you think uh, confidence comes with a side of humbleness? I think a lot of times, yeah, because when you're really confident in something, you don't have to compensate for it. Okay, I like so that. So you're confident. Right. You're saying, okay, this is this. That's just a fact. You're not saying like, oh, you know, I could pull any girl I want, um, yada, yada, you know, like just trying to prove yourself so, to somebody. So it's like you're trying to like make sure other people believe it because you don't fully believe it yet. Correct. If okay. you're truly confident okay. in something- you don't have to impress anybody it's but just, yourself. It's just right? what it is. And you're already cool with yourself, which yeah. means like, why are you even really telling people these things or trying to like put this stuff out? So some there? of like some like freshmen in college, like we've seen it. Like some of those guys that go around like <laughs> uh the housing <laughs> halls and they just be like, Man, I got this anaconda in my pants. I got like twelve foot long penis. And you're just like you you probably like two inches, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like they trying to compensate mm-hmm. and tell it. Like, I feel like the people that really got it don't really got to say nothing. Correct. Right. I think a lot of times that's what it is. Like the the most confident people are the most humble. So when you go into the rap game, a lot of times, right? Like, you'll you'll see interviews with like Kendrick Lamar or. Sometimes with Eminem or just just these you know top artists, pretty much, right? right? And I just shoot those out. I mean, there's plenty, plenty, um, plenty, plenty out there. But those were just the my first two thoughts. They'll go into interviews and say, "This is my capabilities, um, lyrically. Like this is maybe who I'm better than." Um, but that's after they've analyzed and you know reviews and like people have have done this stuff for them or they've also taken part of like analyzing lyrics for themselves. They've held it up one against the other, right? And said, okay, this is this is a fact. You know, this lyric was better than this lyric, right? Right. Um and of course sometimes that's just opinionated, but they're they're never going in saying like I'm better than this person. I'm 
the best person, you know, just but in I feel the like game. I will, I'll disagree with you because I feel like in music, you got to come like you're the best. Mm-hmm. And that's, so I feel like that is, that's part of a, a persona. Like it's yeah, a facade. Yeah, like every rapper comes in there like, y'all don't know it yet, but I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like if you underappreciate me, just wait till I blow up. Mm-hmm. But outside, I'm saying like outside of the lyrics, right, that right. they may be spitting, they, they're not like cocky. They're not going around here or... They're the, not compensating or like overly they're not cocky. Overly, I'll say they're not overly compensating for their skill. Yeah, I like. They're that. like, this is just I rap. I'm really like, good at it. It, it is it. what it is. What it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like I see that in like a lot of Cole interviews. Yes. You know who like actually changed for me that way? Twenty One Savage. Mm. I feel like when he first came in the game, I didn't really like like him because he was super like cocky with it in yeah. my eyes. Because you know everybody perceives things differently, and then like. He calmed down. He was just doing interviews, talking about like, man, I've been reading a lot. I've been talking to a lot of like old rich white people. I've been like calming down. Mm-hmm. And then like his music changed. He just won a Grammy for a lot with J. Cole. Like mm-hmm. he's working. But I feel like when you focus more on your skill, it goes back to the self-awareness. When you focus more on like sharpening your strengths and your skills, the world just drowns out around you mm-hmm. and you get better. And then that's why you see all them posts all over Instagram where like, Oh my God, just take the next six months and don't tell nobody about your goals and just see where you're going to be. Like, I hate the, how do I say this, like the showboating of it. Cause I hate people yeah. that are like, I'm going into the lab. Well, you didn't need to have, you didn't have to tell me you were going in there, but okay, I guess you're going in there. And then six months I see you on Instagram and you're still doing the same shit. I'm like, clearly you didn't listen to your own, the quote. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, you see, you see top people. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen an interview or heard. Bill Gates go around man, talking exactly. about like how rich, rich he, he is. is, bro. He's like, man, I'm just trying to change the world. And you're like, yo, this is noble. Yeah. War- Warren Buffett the same way. People, the only reason I think like he really just be talking about money like this is because people ask. Mm-hmm. Like they know he knows why he's there. I'm interviewing you because you have billions of dollars. Yeah. But he's not. None of these people showing off. None of these people doing all this stuff. But I think that's being aware of yourself, right? So like. Talking about why I think it's important, I feel like the most people's issues and insecurities and problems mm-hmm. come from a lack of self-awareness. Mm. And I feel like if you know yourself and you can communicate that, like that's the biggest thing. If you can effectively communicate that, like 90% of people's problems will go away, mm-hmm. like overnight. I think there's there's a quote, uh, Hope I don't think I could say verbatim, but I believe it's from Einstein, uh, talking about understanding right right and so you can fully basically the quote saying that you can fully explain something when you fully understood it right, right. and so you'll see people just like trying to like if i try and understand explain a uh physics concept to you like some wild physics concept right i probably won't be able to until i fully understood it yeah. then i can fully explain it um so when you're talking about this clear communication right and self-awareness You'll be, you'll have to sit down with yourself, have a clear, open talk with yourself in order to understand yourself. Once you've done that, then you'll be able to explain to others who you are, why you do things. Um, and that's really important because otherwise you're just walking around confused about yourself. Like if you don't sit down, have that clear communication with yourself, you'll never understand it. And you can't explain it to other people who you are, why you do things and or I, yourself. And I think that's very true. My um. My grandmother used to tell me advice is free is the only free thing in this world. I thought mm. that was like really hard. But then I think that affects like relationships and people. When I say relationships, I don't just mean like boyfriend, girlfriend, um, 
husband, wife. I think that affects like everything, like mm-hmm. friendships and everything like that. Because I feel like even my current relationship and previous relationships, that if I don't know how to effectively communicate my emotions, mm-hmm. it all we all end up back in the same place. So like person A is mad at person B mm-hmm. and person A knows they're mad because they feel insecure about something, right? They're not being honest with themselves about their insecurity, but they're just being like, I'm mad, I'm screaming, I'm angry. Person B sitting there like, I, I want to help, but I don't know what to do because you can't effectively tell me what's wrong. I use the example of like um, the Verizon commercial from back in the day. Like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Like people talking like, oh, I communicated. I told him or I told her, bro. I told her. And they'd be like, I'm like, so if you pick up a phone call, if we were on the phone right now and I picked it up and I go, hello, and you said, hello, technically we're communicating, right? But if I keep going, hello, hello, I can't hear you. The phone lines are communicating. They connected. But my message isn't getting across. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big thing for people. Yeah. So that that would be communicating, but not effectively, effectively communicating. Yeah. And I feel like that's when I, I sit down and I counsel people or I talk to people. And anybody that really knows me know, like, we have these deep convos. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, I told them. I'm like, how? See if you, if you do it the same. Communicate to me the exact same way you did to them. And let's see. And then, like, a good 90% of the time when they're done, they'll be like, see? And I'm like, no. I did not catch yep. a drift of what you were saying. And then they'll be like, I see it in their eyes. Everybody's eyes shift like, okay, maybe if, like, I'm not mad at Ben, but, like, maybe if he didn't get it, maybe, like, the person I'm actually angry at mm-hmm. doesn't understand. Uh, a lot of times what I use as a tool is um, I feed it back to the person. So what they explain to me, I'll break it down and just feed it back to them the same way. Yeah, you take notes and convos. Of course. So a lot of times, we <laughs> you just, know how bad. Like I know you probably make some people out there because you just be taking notes all the time. It's, like, and it's ridiculous. It's like calling out a professor almost, right? Like right. this is what you taught us. I took notes on it. This is verbatim what you said, you said right? Yeah. When the teacher gives you like a test on it, for example. And you pull out the note saying, mm, this is what you said. This is what you told us. It doesn't match up with what you're trying to quiz me on, what you're trying to test me on. The professor's going to get mad, like, not or mad, frustrated, whatever you want to do. It's cool. But I'm going off what you explained to me, right? I do the same thing to people. I say, mm, this is maybe what you meant, but understand what you told me and what you communicated to me, right? I'm going to let you know that. Does it match up with what you meant to say? A lot of times it's no. Right, so that effective communication oftentimes doesn't happen. It makes me upset. It's upsetting, uh, but I try and help people instead of just getting pissed off or something like that. Right, I'll try to walk someone through. Okay, you said this. What did you mean? Oh, you meant this. Let's try and say that next time. This is how you'll build up your conversation next time. So that's with others, but also looking at yourself. Like you're saying, it causes issues across the board, especially I think in in intimate relationships, but especially in family relationships. Oh, right? yeah, big time. Big time. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, I've misunderstood my parents because, you know, they were trying to communicate one thing. Um, they might not have taken the same trip to, like, get fully of, aware of some spots, right? Because we're all learning, we're all, we're all doing things. Or they've asked me questions, like, how are you feeling about this? What's going on? I haven't sat down with myself and asked myself that question. So I'll be darned if you you just exactly. pull up, ask and I me, feel and like, I answer. See, that that goes into my a next thought of like, I don't argue. Mm-hmm. 
you ain't. <laughs> I have disagreements. You ain't screaming at me. I'm mm-hmm. not arguing with you. I refuse. My own mama don't scream at me. I'll be damned if another person screamed at me. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just gonna walk away from you, mm-hmm. or I'll make you feel small. That's just who I am. Interesting. I I take a different approach. But see, you're the nice version of me. Like I swear, nah. so because you be caring about like emotions and stuff. But see, I think we communicate the same way. Mm-hmm. So like calmly, I'm gonna give you the same respect that you would want, and I expect you to give me the same respect that I would want. Mm-hmm. So let's have a sit down conversation. And if you're not ready to talk about a certain topic, just let me know. Hey, I'm not ready to talk about this. But that's I think that's growth and that's self awareness right there. Like I know I'm angry. I know I can't communicate my emotions right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to communicate right now. But I'm aware enough to know that. And I'm grown enough to tell my other person effectively, hey, I know we're both communicating effectively in this one, two, three sentences. But I can't communicate to you right now in the correct manner that you deserve. So I'm going to choose the grown-up thing to do and just not communicate. I think, I think a good note to go along with that, right, a really important note, is that not only should you be self-aware, right? So it's great that you know in those situations, like, I can't talk to you. Like, it's not going to work out well. That's great. But what you need to do is take that step or take that initiative to change that or improve that. I think that's a good thing to let these people know. You know, it's not just about being self-aware, even though self-awareness is super important. Like, I'm down for any day of the week, right? But if you're just aware... If I'm aware when I get heated, I'm gonna punch people, right? Right. That's cool. That's great that I know that, and I know to like maybe remove myself from those, those situations. situations. Yeah, yeah. But it's not gonna do a look of good if you don't know how to act on it. Yeah. yeah. If I'm just, yeah. if I just say, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm gonna get heated, punch this person, right? I get, you know, cops show up. What happened? Oh yes, I'm aware that when I get mad, I punch people, and I just had to punch the guy out. I just had to. Yeah. Like, so just, what I should do is like go and say. Uh, you know, let me try and calm myself down, or maybe I don't know. Don't punch people, right? Um, and so that's, I think, a very important thing that, to put out there. That that moves on to like the next way of thinking of like. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the difference between because I feel like a lot of people confuse this: being self focused and being self aware. Mm. All right. So when I say self focused, let me give like some examples. Like, self focused attention might mean like. That a guy's on a date and thinks about how anxious he is about the date, which leads to the girl feeling like the guy that she has a crush on isn't paying any attention to her. Mm. Whereas self-awareness, on the other hand, would mean the boy realizes that he is anxious. And then this may lead to the indication that the girl is anxious about the date. But the boy uses this knowledge to be like, okay, I know I'm anxious which is probably making her anxious. So let me remedy that by acknowledging my emotions, probably telling the girl, I know it's our first day, mm-hmm. but you still give me butterflies or I'm still kind of anxious. So now she sees that, oh, he's open or he's communicating and he's honest and he knows himself. Because I feel like all of this, like going back to the definition of self-awareness, it's just a conscious thing. It's being like aware that you feel this way, you think this way, your impulses are this way, your intentions are this way. Mm-hmm. So like once you can have that conversation with your that conversation with yourself, I feel like it changes the game. Think about how many like disagreements or like people in relationships that want to break up or people that are just angry and doing things. I feel like, correct me if you think I'm wrong, 
Anger is the default emotion for everything. Mm. Anger is the default emotion for everything. If you don't understand something, mm-hmm. first emotion, mm-hmm. anger. Somebody screaming at you, you they could be hysterical and be like trying to get help, but your first emotion, anger. Mm-hmm. You turn into attack mode. I feel like anger is the default emotion. When somebody passes that you care about, mm-hmm. when something like um, something you don't understand, hysteria, anger is the default emotion. Mm. That's my thought. I think. I'm trying to see what you gave me two things. I'm trying to see which one to conquer first. Let me let me do self focus and then give myself a chance to think about the anger thing. Okay. Um, I think I I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think being self aware or having self awareness oftentimes uh, allows other things to permeate through just self focus, right? Right. So you'll have I'm self aware of this entire I'm. Yeah, I'm self-aware of this entire situation, how I'm acting in the situation, how it's probably, you know, having others feel and things like that. Um, and I think that's way better than being self-focused because with being self-focused, you can just end up getting anxious, uh, overworking yourself, cutting people out and things like that. Being By your definition that I think I'm getting a vibe for, mm-hmm. um, that self-focus is excluding you from the situation instead of self-awareness. Um, which brings everybody into the yeah. situation. In, it intakes everything yeah. that's going on around you, including yourself. Self. Exactly. Um, so, like how, so like the punching example, right? Uh, I'm aware of how I act, you know, if I'm mad, right? But I'm also, the self focus would be like, I'm working on being mad and like not throwing out my fists and things like that. Like right. that's me focusing on myself. But what's important is, I don't know, the other person, like not punching the other person and taking like how they're going to feel about it and taking like maybe what's going on around us, maybe why they might be feeling like that and including that in the awareness part. So it's self-awareness. So it's you, but also everything around you. And I'm down for that. Um, Anger as the default emotion. I'll disagree. Please. I'll disagree. Please elaborate on it. Okay. Mainly because of happiness, right? Like there's there's so many. So if I'm eating ice cream, right? Right. I'm happy about it. Like but I'm when not, it drops on the ground. No, 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 no. I'm saying I go to Brewsters. Right. Shout out Brewsters. If you want to sponsor, I'm down. I'm done. Um, <laughs> if I go to Brewsters, I order ice cream. I right. eat the ice cream. I finish the ice cream. I sit down. I relax. I'm not mad about a single thing in that whole thing. No, I agree with you in like everyday life but mm-hmm. i feel like when things happen mm-hmm. why isn't the default emotion happiness i'm talking raw human emotion so you mean it in in just like conflicting situations or yeah. what do you mean yeah and i feel like every day you can tell me if i'm wrong i feel like society is really depressed oh for, oh for sure yeah oh yes um cuz like i was i was at okay. I, I was at sam's and i was just like yo Somebody forgot, like, um, I thought somebody forgot, like, some catnip or something was at the register behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, let me be a good Samaritan and, like, mm-hmm. run the catnip up to the guy. I'm like, here, sir, I think you forgot your catnip. And he goes, looked at me with, like, a scowl. And he's like, mm, it's not mine. Like, he was just mad that I brought him. I'm like, well, in the future, you could have forgot something valuable. And now, look, I might not even help you now. Mm, okay. But see, like, his default emotion yeah. to, like, uh, 
person running up to him, and I get that, like somebody running up to you, mm-hmm. but like I speak, I spoke to him respectfully. I was like, here, I think this is yours. But his go-to emotion was anger. When people get confused or like frustrated with something, mm-hmm. why isn't it the first response to be like calm? I'm not saying people don't get calm, but I'm saying the majority of people don't get calm. When parents don't understand something on homework, didn't you read the book? Why didn't you, why didn't you pay attention to class? When somebody doesn't understand something in a relationship, like, you just don't understand me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. So now I'm seeing what you're saying. So I'll say, I think oftentimes, for like most situations, anger is a go-to emotion to draw from, right? Um, so those examples that you're saying, especially with frustration, anger is usually like the first thing on people's oh, list. Yeah. Like, I'm not happy about being frustrated. So I get that and I feel that... Um, and then I think a lot of times angers build up on top of that. So like you're saying, you know, the society that we have pretty much now, I would say is fairly depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think that's anger. So it would be a base of like, I'm angry that this is happening. Um, and then kind of coding that or on top of that is I'm sad. I'm also sad that this this is happening. That's why it's so easy to like get everyone angry or like easy to get people angry over like pretty much anything. Um, right. Because most of the times they're already angry and or upset about, about different something. topics. Yeah. I feel like that's, I'm not even going to get too political on here, but I feel like that's what like draws a lot of people out. Like mm-hmm. in power sense, it's like sadness connects to anger, which I think for me, I'm like, well, think about human beings. Like our brains evolved. We're like top of the food chain, like mammals and all this stuff. For us to get here, you got to be angry about something. Like, mm-hmm. there were like mammoths on this earth, bro. Like tigers and stuff. Like people trying to eat us. Mm-hmm. So if you, I'm just, just gonna roll over and just like let the saber tooth like put his teeth in my thigh. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not letting that. But I feel like you got to be like angry enough to be like, oh, he ate my kid. Like I'm gonna build a trap. I'm gonna get smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anger is a bad thing, but I'm saying if you don't know where to direct it, that's when it becomes a problem. Somebody talks to your girl or your guy disrespectfully, like, I'm going to direct my anger towards you, mm-hmm. right? I'm a, I'm a, I know what I'm going to say. I know who I'm going to say to. But if somebody else comes in the room, I'm not going to keep the anger like, like, let's say you're talking to somebody that disrespected your person, right? And mm-hmm. then you blow off steam and then a waiter comes. It's like, do you want a water? And you're like, yes, I want a water. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> You you didn't have to yell at me like yeah. I feel like a lot of people have misdirected anger yeah and a, a lot of people now the common phrase is like I had to control my anger or I had to stay calm yeah because they're trying to draw from that anger uh you know because that's a lot of times just the first response like I'm just mad off I'm just mad and I think that's also a but I, do you think people are consciously aware that they're mad. Sometimes. So I think it's like a, a defense mechanism in a lot of cases, right? Like, I, I don't want to lose whatever we're doing. I don't want to get hurt. So I'm going to just straight to anger. Um, I think sometimes, though, with a lot of people, they're, they're kind of in the back seat. Like, they're driving, and out of nowhere, anger just takes the wheel. They're thrown to the back seat. They have to take the time to realize they're in the back seat of the anger and everything like that, and then get back at the driver's wheel, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, do, you, do you think when that pops up, it's like a lack of self-awareness or mm, are I think, they aware? Because like if you're talking about all these emotions driving people, like mm-hmm. are you aware who's driving? Yeah, I think you get, depending on how, how aware you are of yourself, right, right? You might 
realize it just at a different time. But I think emotions is a lot of the times it's harder to control emotions, right? Especially if something snaps off before you your consciousness really has time to process it, right? Right. Like if it's if it's almost just reflex, like fight or flight type, like it's going fast. Um, a lot of times you're gonna get angry before you realize you're even angry. Um, but you have to, you know, be aware of yourself. See, like, what's my stance? How am I feeling about this? Do like a quick check. And if you're used to being that aware of yourself, right, uh, or you've already prepared or like talked with yourself beforehand about these things, um, you can realize these signs quickly and just get on it immediately. Like you're gonna know how to calm yourself down. If you're not so aware of yourself, for some people they'll get mad and be like, "Nah, I wasn't even mad." They don't even know what's going on a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so. I'm, I'm at fault for that too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think if you're less uh, aware of yourself, you're gonna be less conscious of of how mad you are, and then like what you're doing, pretty much. Okay. Okay. So let me. So talking about self awareness, how how do you think you gain self awareness? Like for me, I say you just got to be honest with yourself. It's easier to like look at someone else's house burning down and tell them what to do to fix that than to turn around and see that your own house is burning down. I feel like that's that talks about social media, which is like a whole future episode mm-hmm. where like I'll be broke, have no money in my account, but I still have a phone and I'll see some rich person post a picture and I'm like, you're a loser. Like that's my life is in shambles, but I'm I'm gonna take the time to comment about you and make you feel down because I wanna feel like cause I'm down. But mm-hmm. like what do you think? Like how does somebody gain self awareness? I think self-awareness comes from understanding and explaining, right? Pretty much going back to the Einstein quote. Hopefully it's Einstein, so I'm quoting it correctly, um, or the correct author. The, being able to like sit down and talk with yourself first, try and analyze it on your own, right? Um, I think is a important first step. So, I mean, it's... You're pretty much trapped up in your head all day, every day anyways. So you might as well take some of that time to try and get to know yourself, try to get to understand yourself, right? Um, After you've understood it, I think that's one level of self-awareness. Another level of self-awareness would be going out, maybe explaining to some, either writing down on a piece of paper who you are, why you do things that you do. So just bringing it to like the conscious level of like being like, oh, this is... This is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. but I feel like the biggest thing is just being honest with yourself. Because I feel like nobody likes... Everybody's their own biggest critic. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, somebody be like, oh, you did a great job. In your head, you're like, ah. Oh. But you're harder on yourself than anybody else will ever be on you. So how do you be honest? I don't even know if there's an answer to this, but like, how are you... How do you be honest with yourself in times where it's hard to be honest with yourself? I think you re- realize that you're you, you know, like you are who you are, right? Right. And for a lot of things, especially when it comes to like internal instead of external, right? Right. There's there's not much you can do about it, right? Like you are who you are, but you also have to realize, you know, that you can trust yourself, mm-hmm. right? So you're fine just talking to yourself, trusting yourself. Like it's not going to go anywhere. Like it's you with yourself, so you can feel free to be honest, right? Yeah, because that's the only person you can't run from is you. Mm-hmm. That's the scariest thing, bro. You know what I think? Like, I'm like, man, people with like mental issues or anything like that, my my heart goes out to them mm-hmm. because like 
you can run from almost anything, but you can't outrun yourself. That's what? true. I've had people, uh, especially with like, maybe like schizophrenia or uh, like depression and yeah. all this stuff. Like, you can outrun anybody if you want to just like, I don't support it, but just like get up and leave your life. You can't, but you can't outrun you. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel like the honesty coming in and confronting it. It's like, hey, I feel this way, and it's okay. I feel like people need to give themselves permission to be who they are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because as being your own critic, it'll stop you from doing a lot of things. It will, it will handicap you yeah. in a life, right? And that's crazy to me. That like, that's where the whole phrase of like, you need to get out your own way. Because people, you were the reason you're failing. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. Yeah, and mm, people just—I feel like they're just—they're just afraid of this fact, you know. Like you can't run from yourself, but you should embrace it, right? So Agreed. If you're gonna—if you can't run from yourself or escape yourself, you should make the best out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So that includes—it's just like a relationship, right? Uh, being open and honest with your partner, understanding like what your partner likes, what you what they don't like, right? Because. Ideally, when you get married, like you just stick with that person and just have the best life possible, right? So in that case, they're pretty much stuck with you, similarly to how you're going to be stuck with yourself for your whole life, right? So you might as well make the best out of it. With your partner, maybe like buy them flowers, things like that. Treat them well. With yourself, uh, be self-aware, right? Buy yourself buy ice cream, stuff like flowers, that. Man. Yeah, go Shoot for me. it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Valentine's Day, right me. around the corner. You man. feel me? V Day is my day. Yeah, <laughs> and you, but it's a it's a lot of self acceptance uh, to get to that self awareness. It's like if you got a big nose, just rock it. You know what I'm saying? And you like, know what I learned? Like just I'm only 24, so mm-hmm. like for just my 24 years of life, just graduating college and all this other thing, I've learned that when it comes, we're gonna talk about success because I know me and I'm gonna go on a tangent. But I've learned that the more you are yourself, mm-hmm. the more successful you are. If you were the best version of yourself, and I think that comes from being self-aware. Like, think about LeBron. I know I'm good at basketball. I'm aware of that. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to be the best version of me at basketball that I can be. Boom, NBA. I'm not going to say it happened overnight, but like that boom encompasses like a lot of like self-work, right? So it's like, and I feel like people like people who are more of who they are. Even if you're like you're strange or like you're weird, but you fit into your people like wonderfully. And I think that is cool. Like that person that's like really in the chess or really in the music or really in the art. For some reason, communities build around you the more you are yourself. Oprah, same with like interviewing. She was a talker and then she knew she was good at it. So she just kept going. LeBron, you think of like influential leaders. Mm-hmm. You think about sports. Russell, Russell uh, Wilson, like, that man's amazing. But, like, his heart is into football. His heart is into, like, his family. And then his fans feel that. And his, like, community just grows and grows around him. Like, he, uh, I think a good example is, uh, you know, Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah. That man yeah. is literally weird in the name, right? But with that self-awareness, he's like, look, there's not too much I can do to change myself. So, so I'm going to I'm going to love it. And yeah. I'm going to show it off. And then you will, if you take accept me, you accept me. And if you don't, that's okay because mm-hmm. I'm cool with me. The person I'm that, stuck with with ever, I'm cool group. with me. Yeah, there's yeah. that group that will still surround you, support you, encourage you to keep going and keep being yourself. 
but it does have to start with, with you. you with the Dang. one big facts big facts oh yeah sound of british big facts all right <laughs> <laughs> so like how do you know it's effective how do you know when self-awareness is working like how do you know like because people question themselves all the time like how do you know like oh i'm being self-aware for me i feel like you have more peace like Understanding and accepting change is a sure way to make a better version of yourself, and it makes you more of who you are. So I feel like the more okay you feel with yourself and there's like less doubt and less anxiety, mm-hmm. the self-awareness is increasing. Some people read books. Some people listen to podcasts. Shout out to the podcast. Some people, All right. <laughs> some people like talk to therapists and counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlemagne the God, big guy. If you ever want to like come and talk to us, that's cool too. Oh, but for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, he was a big person that talked about like cheating, and he was like, after he started going to therapy, he was more. Um, he talked a lot about his insecurities. Talked a lot about himself. I just listened to him on a podcast, and he was like, the more sure I became of myself, the more sure he became of himself, the better he became. The more self aware he became, the more self conscious he became, mm. and he overall a better person, a better father, a better husband, peace. Yeah, I think that that self-awareness definitely will give you um, a better sense of peace, for sure. Because one of the main reasons is you'll understand more of why you do what, what you, you do. do. Man. I mean, it's... You ain't said a lie. Because <laughs> life is so confusing, right? Yeah. You might... Who knows? You might pass somebody... Uh, with broad shoulders, blonde hair, right? Right. Every time you pass somebody like that, now you're upset. You don't know why. You don't know right? why you mad. Why are you mad at this? You take a minute, talk with yourself, right? Realize maybe in fifth grade, old Billy, he had broad, broad shoulders, shoulders and blonde, blonde hair, hair, right? Yeah. He used to beat the crap out of you. Oof. Right. You don't even remember it to this day. <laughs> but you feel like that's the unconsciousness mm-hmm. that you're like, I I just don't like him. Mm-hmm. Why? That's and that's okay. To like, and I think that's a big thing too. Just admitting that you don't know, mm-hmm. like I don't know, and I'm okay with that. But it, it's going to be really frustrating if you have that I don't know that like gray area where you don't know what's going on, right? Like things aren't clear, mm-hmm. communicated, right? You're just going to get frustrated. So not only are you experiencing like these childhood fears and things like that in this example, but you're also just mad because you. You don't, don't know, know why. So you're yourself, right? Like your subconscious or whatever you want to call it, right? Internally, you're feeling upset because you got bullied, right? On top of that, now you're upset because you don't realize that's why you're upset, but you're upset because you're upset for some reason and you don't know why. So that confusion, that frustration is going to build just extra anger and emotion on top of what's already there when it doesn't have to be there. You might not be able to fix, you know that someone bullied you a while ago, right? But you can fix the confusion that may surround it because you haven't talked with yourself. That's something you can address like immediately. I think that's big. I think that's huge for people. And I think like that that comes with time though too. And like mm-hmm. that's something we got to mention is like it takes time to get there. I'm mm-hmm. not all the way there. Me neither. So mm-hmm. like and I know there's like grown people that aren't all the way there, right? Mm-hmm. And like reaching peak self-awareness may not be obtainable. That's up for debate, but the more progress we can take every day to being a better version of ourselves is huge. I think that's a quote I live by. It's like, I wake up every day to make myself the best version of me so mm. I can help those around me. Mm. That's it. 
That includes my family. That includes my friends. That includes the random lady I met at Walmart. That includes everybody. I know the better version of me that there is, the world would be a better place. Mm. So, like, that's something I live by. That's a principle that I work towards. So, you know, that it is what it is there. But, like, let's talk about how, like, it's relevant in... We're just going to hit the highlights, but, like, how it's relevant self-awareness when it comes to, like, work. Let's talk about work first. Okay. Uh, I think from the jump, when you're even interviewing for the job, right? Right. Self-awareness is important. They're going to ask, who are you? Why do you do this? Why how should are we you, pick you? Like, yeah. All how are you stuff. with other people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do in this setting, that setting, that setting, right? And you're so right, being though. self-aware- Because interviews are just self-awareness mm-hmm. of who- you, I didn't even think about it's it like that. It's a test about self-awareness. I did not even think about it like that, bro. Mm-hmm. That is, yo. Yo. Because even when they put you in situation-based questions, it's mm-hmm. like, do you know yourself well enough to know what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, you got to tailor it to what they want. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that you're thinking on that level, I think that's why like a lot of people have issues when they're like, who are you? And people are like, I don't know. Yeah, My name is my name. But like they don't know who they are. There's that lack of, oh, that's crazy with interviews. It's like... For for what you just said, it would be like taking a test, right? Like, let's see how much you know, and you can only fill out the name section, but you yeah, can't fill, fill out, out anything else. else. Could you take a test on yourself and pass? I think I could pass. Yeah, at this point, I think I've done... Would I get 100? No. But could I pass? <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a... I just thought about that. That's a great way to like think about it Like with self-awareness. Like If somebody tested you on your life and who you really are, like mm-hmm. if God or like whatever being... That came down and tested you on who you are. Would you pass? I think I would. I think that. I think I. There's I a think lot I, of self awareness that comes from just thinking about situations. Yeah. But there's a whole new level from getting in those situations. Yeah. I so think, yeah, I, I think I'd barely pass. <laughs> I think I'd barely pass. Why? I'm not, just because, like, I'm a believer that you can't truly. I had this conversation a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. I believe you can never truly know somebody all the way. Mm. I feel like people are like onions. If I have to like quote Shrek, and like people are like onions, wow. and there's always like peels and peels, and I feel like you will never reach the center of that onion. And I think that about our individual selves as well. Like there's people. I had this deep conversation at work like a couple of months ago, and I was like, you know me, I just say outlandish claims. I said everybody's a killer. And since one girl was like, no, no, I would never murder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I put like you in a house with a shotgun and you saw somebody like breaking into your home, what would you do? And then she was like, well, I would have to kill him. So you're a killer. Mm. No, Ben. But like, I, didn't, I just said everybody's a killer. I didn't throw out a situation. Like, it is what it is. They're in your loopholes. Man, but why was I lying? Not, I was not, not, lying. not for that. So like, I feel like everybody's a killer. Mm. So like... And she's like, I wouldn't kill. So I was like, you just going to let your family get murdered in yourself? No. Okay, then. I.e., killer. Is it, sh- is it shit here? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think for stuff like that, um, what I have the ability to do is say, like, I'm not a killer when it comes to X, Y, Z, right? And so I think I'm at a point where I'm getting to know myself well enough to put specifics out there because when you when you generalize it like i'm not a killer then you then get you got up the loopholes and stuff, like, and stuff yeah. like that no no you're wrong you're right you're right so then let's 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 switch to um we already discussed family so we'll leave family alone mm-hmm. we've discussed work let's do um 
I'll put school works. Let's talk about relationships because I feel like that's huge. Mm. So, like, how does increased or decreased self-awareness affect relationships? Increase helps, decrease destroys. I'll say that. Because increased self-awareness, right, even when you're at the talking stage, right, you're able to put it all out there. Right. Uh, when you're fairly self-aware. Like, that's what I look for. I look for people who are self-aware um, in, like, intimate relationships, right? Like, I need people who are, like, I know what I'm going to do X, Y, Z, right? Because me... I don't like too many surprises. I like surprises, but if it's if it's Better like I take like you out surprises and, Better than me. and you hear a crow and now you, you flipping tables, right? I need to know that. <laughs> like tell me that up front. That's you got that, a crazy girl in the restaurant. Yeah, like I, I had no idea of that starting off, right? So I like to know what I'm getting into for the most Who part. Who told me that hold on, my brother told me this. This is just a quick little side note. Mm-hmm. So we were chilling um in his car, my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um we were chilling in this car one day, and he was getting mad at his baby mama. My older brother lives a different lifestyle than me. <laughs> I'm not gonna just say that. All right, um, not gonna go too deep into the drama. But he was getting mad. Mm-hmm. He just got off the phone with his second baby mama, and then yes, there's two. I know you just gave me that look. Yes. Wow. All right. <laughs> so um, I was like, bro, why are you mad? And he's like, bro, she didn't tell me something. She's crazy. She's crazy as hell, bro. I don't understand. I said, what happened? And she goes, bro, we've been, like, dating for, like, two years. And I said, oh, that's congrats and all that stuff. And he goes, nah, bro, she just told me something that makes me, like, rethink my relationship with her. I said, what What'd she say? She said, old girl got shot in the face by her ex. And then after she got shot, she as she was bleeding out, she watched her ex-boyfriend that shot her, like, shoot himself. Ooh. If, yeah. So, I was like, you know me, back in the day, I was like, well, maybe she just wasn't in the mood to tell you. But like understanding how that affects your psyche, mm-hmm. how that affects the way she probably looks at men, how she interacts with stuff. I was like, I'm not going to say she's crazy because I don't know her. But mm-hmm. if you say she's crazy, I'm going to just support your statement. Can't really disagree. I don't know her personally. <laughs> but, you know, you've been through something that might make you not like men. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so maybe not that extreme, hopefully, but <laughs> but but fairly similar <laughs> fairly similar. Like I, I like to know things and so I'll ask certain questions like um like for me, I like to talk to females just to like converse with them, for example, right? Right. But not it's not talking in terms of like flirting. Like I'll have genuine conversations. Man, and I feel get... like that's that's hard for us. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Oh, for sure. And and like for me, it's hard being because of how society will see yes. it, right? Because they're also like, oh, you you like her. I was like, nah, yeah, I just, nah. she's just an intellectual. I just I enjoy talking, talking to her. So it's so I'll be in those situations where I'm just talking to people and people around me will like start rumors and things like that, right? Oh so for me, bro. I'll talk to if I'm interested in being intimate like with a female, I'll be like, hey, um, if this happens, like how are you gonna act? I need to know. Cause if you say one thing, that's great. But if you're lying to me and then, you know, we get in a in a relationship and I'm talking to a female just regularly asking how her day is, and now you're jealous and you're upset, you've basically lied to me because you told me one thing. Yeah. And now you're acting yeah. in a different way. But um, that might also just be due to a lack of self-awareness. Like you know another phrase I just realized for like a lack of self-awareness? Baggage. Mm. Baggage. 
oftentimes, like we don't want to open up the suitcase with all the trauma and everything uh, like baggage. that. Baggage. Yeah. Baggage. That just blew me because I just realized that now. Carry on. Extra, extra, you know, she paying extra Delta for that baggage. Golly. <laughs> baggage. Because, <laughs> like, oh, I don't like you talking to, like, girls that aren't me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And she goes, I don't know. I just I just had, I went through some things. So what what you go through? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Then I don't want to do it. Mm. And see, I, th- like. I, feel, I feel like that's a that's an interesting line because for me it would be more of because you said in that example like she doesn't know right so if she doesn't know I need you to find out right yeah because like, if, if you're not really mad at me doing this like just don't, conversing with the female bro, I need to know what you're mad bring at that shit to me yeah don't do oh, it right <laughs> like because I I need. How do I say this without coming off like arrogant and ignorant? Are you holding back? No. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to communicate effectively. I like that. All right. All right. There All you go. right. Somebody's going to steal that line and use it in the next argument in their relationship. And I think that's just going to be hilarious. <laughs> if you can record it, please tag me in it. That is funny. I'm not just trying to like direct my frustration mm-hmm. outward. I'm trying to. So I don't like that. Because now I'm responsible for something I haven't done. Mm. That's the way I like to put it. So you're mad at your ex for doing this. And you're mad at three guys for doing this. But you're mad at me for something I haven't even done yet. You got red flags now because of like whatever happened to you in the past. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even my intention to do. But now you're mad at me. And I'm like, why are you mad? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you mad at me? Because in the past he did this and he did... But I'm not them. Same goes vice versa for like... Girls and guys. Some some dudes be getting mad at girls, and then she'll be like, "Why do you act this way?" And he's like, "Man, old shawty in the past was like used to this and this, and like I didn't like that." Mm-hmm. But she's not her. Why are you bringing your baggage? And don't get me wrong, there's patterns. Mm-hmm. Cause you know some some girls just pick shitty dudes, and some guys just pick shitty girls and will complain when shit happens to them. And I think that's a lack of self awareness on them, cause they're mm-hmm. like, "Why do? Why can't I find any good guys? What type of guys are you picking? Shitty ones." All right. And I think, I'm trying to see, because I think in your example, right, you have to credit them to being self-aware, right? So if they're not fully self-aware, they're at least on that journey. They're, they're on that yeah, path. They're on the path. So they're like, hey, you know, I know I don't like this. I know I don't and uh, I think that's huge. It. And that's the point yeah. of dating, to be self-aware. Like, mm-hmm. it teaches you, like, I'm going to experience different people so I know what I like and I know what I don't mm-hmm. like. So there's that self-awareness, but that's... Like a negative use, I guess, of self-awareness. Yeah. So it's good to defend yourself, be on guard, say, hey, this is the situation. I'm cool with this. But if you can communicate that effectively from the jump, Mm -hmm. we would have no, we would even have to be in a situation where you're angry. You're right. But And, and then you would also have to, like we were saying from the jump, right? Also have to change or improve based off that, right? Right. So it's not now I'm mad at old girl, uh, this new, brand new female, right? Right. For something old girl did to me, like in the past, right? Like that hanging it over their heads, heads or something and stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. But so it, you got to improve. You got to improve. And I think a big thing is that you have to want to improve. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never believe the phrase like a cheater is always a cheater. Like mm-hmm. I've never done that. Because you've been through something and now you're trying to bring the baggage of your previous relationships to your current one. Mm-hmm. And then like, well, if you text some girl, now you're a cheater. Always a che- once a cheater, always a cheater. And I'm like, mm. first you're bringing the baggage from another relationship that I was never a part of. Two, 
even if the guy, that wasn't his intentions, right? But let's speak if it was his intention and he messed up, right? He texted a girl. I'm not even going to, like, make it definitive cheating because then you can easily argue that yeah. he's a scum. But, like, he texted a girl about some homework, right? So let's say... As we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Black men don't cheat. All right. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Only black boys. Only black, black men boys. don't. Black men don't. We evolve like Pokemon. All right. All right. I'm telling you. Upgrades. So okay, <laughs> but um, let's say like that happens, and let's say mm. he's you're frustrated now, and then you express that to him effectively, and mm-hmm. he goes, "I want to change for the better," mm-hmm. right? So now he wants to, right? Mm-hmm. So in your head, you classified him as a cheater, but now he's wanting to be a better version of himself. So he's not gonna do it again. He doesn't ever do it again. And what some people mess up with, I'm not just going to say females, because I know some dudes do it too, where they'll be like, just hanging it over their head forever. Mm. But like, it's being self-aware, right? And that's okay if you can feel, communicate that like, I, I still feel this. And that's fine. If you still feel pain, that's fine. That's human. And I feel a lot of people, you don't got to be a superhero for all this shit. So people just forget to be human. But that's, that's my soapbox. That's, that's, that's me. Mm-hmm. Look, look, hey, hey, we're going to keep it going with the podcast. But let's, we're going to talk about, our, we're about to get close to the answer. We're going to talk about our last two things, a thought-provoking topic of the week. We got two this week, two this week. So first we got, I didn't want to do this. It's the time, the time and I have already had this conversation off mm-hmm. the air. Mm-hmm. Joe from you. Joe, let's go Joe, team Joe for life. Mm-hmm. The time, Stephen Mallory, the which, which number are you at this point? The first. The first. Always have been, always will be, because I'm self-aware. Oh, okay. Wow, I like it. I like the conversation. Mm-hmm. I like it. Natan is a Joe fan. He feels like everything Joe did was in the greater good. I disagree and think Joe's crazy as shit. Yes, Ben is uh, unfortunately incorrect about his belief system, but I still respect him. Mm-hmm. Okay, self-aware. Mm-hmm. You and the surroundings. I like that. We're going to keep it going. Um we gonna let the audience in the comments, and I know this is gonna be something we post up, and then people are gonna talk about forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let I always go first. I'm gonna let you go first and tell us why you think that Joe from you, seasons one and two, mm-hmm. is a good human being. Um, do you do you want to lie? Sorry, I got I got I got ahead of the game. Oh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just, I was just okay. All right. Um, let's say we'll make this our spoiler alert right here. Okay. But it's by, it's, by, it's February. If you yeah. haven't watched it, you're. I was late. So if you haven't watched it, right. you haven't watched it. <laughs> so I'll try and yeah, you know, I'm just going in. This is why. Um, let me calm down first. This is why I know Joe is a good person. Joe, the good bro. Uh, that's that's what I'm titling my thesis. Wow, you gonna put it on a T-shirt? Um, stay, yeah, I might have to. You know All what I'm right. saying? Um, coming right. to a store near you. Um, Joe is a wonderful person. He, well, he, as many humans are, uh, is not perfect, of course, right? But his intentions, his intentions are great. They're fantastic, right? He goes in. He tries to. We start with Beck. He's going in with Beck, trying to solve all of her problems, right? And people, here's here's what I get upset about. People say that she's he's uh, Joe is stalking Beck, right? Like he's he's doing too much, things like that, right? For most of what Joe does, I'll allow it. Okay. Joe, Joe, he goes right. 
and he what goes and gets public information, which anyone can do, which most people do anyways. We don't talk about this uh, on social media when finding episode. out about. Matter of fact, there was a person um, who knew about me before I. I knew they lived in the state of Georgia, right? Was it that's creepy? Was it weird? Yeah, but was it out of the ordinary? No, was it uh, out of the Joe Denary? You're no. disgusting. All right, so uh, I've I've developed a term for it. Uh, uh-huh. It's called going incognito. So you um, get on my nerves. Joe really went in, right? Got public information. Then what went past uh, Beck's house, right? Mm-hmm. Where she is basically giving uh, more public information, if you want to call it that. Her windows are open. Uh, there, there are no curtains. Always close your blinds. Yes, please. Uh, Always close your blinds. Yeah, let's, let's state that real quick. Uh, please be safe. So <laughs> Joe gets this public information. I'm going to go fast. He gets this public information, goes, sees Beck just out in the open. Beck keeps returning to Joe, so obviously there's an interest. So I think that kind of allowed him to go and say, let me find out more about this girl. Uh, the finding out about the schedule and everything like that, that's also just public. Like all of these things, you know, let's say he wasn't doing it purposefully, but like he was passing uh, where she works and where she lives and things like that. But this. he was doing it purposely. Let's say he wasn't, right? Okay. So he, he could have been doing this and it would have been non-creepy, right? If the setting was like, it was by accident, right? But it's still getting this easy to access public information. Cool. Um, so he does this, researches her, right? Does a little chat chat. Cool. Uh, but then goes and with the, from the bottom of his heart, tries to take care of her problems for her. He sees this toxic male in her life, right? Deals with him. God I'm bless. To get the hello. Um, and life. then, what he goes, he goes and. That's on. This he, does he not. He goes and and begs. Okay, Beck is like has all these emotions for him. Says like, I I I don't know if she says I love you, but you can obviously tell they're feeling each other, right? Okay. Um, the breaking and entering that's illegal. Skip that. Um, We're gonna okay. I'm gonna hold on to that. Bump, Keep going. Bump that. Um, but he says okay. He understands Beck pretty much loves him, right? And he sees her stray away from that, right? Locks her up in the little case, right? Um, right. In the glass box, uh-huh. and then says, "You know what? I'll I'll help you through this. You know what? That may be extreme, but I think that is great, great." relationship care, right? Where he cares that much. You go lock a girl in a cage and tell me how that goes. Obviously not, no. But um, he cared enough, right, to go and put her in a box. Now, is the way that he was doing things wrong? Yes. Maybe. Maybe according to the law. Definite, yes. Maybe, right? But were his intentions good? Yes. Is he a good person? Well, Natan. Now, wait, let me me cap this because I had to build up the back one. The back one's kind of harder. But love, come on, y'all. Who doesn't love love? I love love. And so does Joe. Now let me tell you what Joe does real quick. Joe goes, right? I'm a sees this person that he he's admires, right? In in typical movies, you see like a fair maiden, right, from afar, blonde hair just whoosh in the wind. You go up, you try and talk to her. Or even in real life, you see a girl that you like, or you see whoever that you like. You go up to them, you bump into them maybe by mistake. I've heard girls say like they bent over on purpose just to get someone's attention, right? Joe didn't do all that. He just happened to be in the same store, right? Just innocent, right? Gets a job there, which we find out later, you know. Uh, Love was trying a little stuff from the beginning too, but that's okay too. Joe goes with his heart, finds a passion, right? He's He's... 
how can I say this in the best way? No, just say it the way you want to say it because, you know, he's fucking crazy. Okay. He's passionate for love. Any means necessary. If the tone of the show was just a little bit different, I promise we'd all be rooting for Joe. He goes in to find love, like, gets the job. You know, they, they cuddle up, they're booed up. They um, synchronize bed finishing times, I'll say. Right? It's, it's a real passionate story about love. And, and Joe is just the whole time trying to find himself, be more self-aware when he has these flashbacks and things like that. Find out more about himself and why he just loves love so much. And he just I'm he's just such a good disgusted. guy. He just wants love. Maybe the way he's doing things are a little awkward or a little weird. Him. But but that's so that's fine. All I'm saying is Joe is a good person. He wants Love. All right. He's All right. taking it I'm, to, I'm to where he thinks the, he needs to take this it. man's time. I did, look, hold on. I'm tearing up. I, the I studio doesn't have tissues, but I hate him. I just I I, I hate him so much. Go for Joe 2020. Oh, we did not talk about the murders. Hey, hey, uh-uh, it happens. Uh-uh, it happens. Okay, we did not talk about. I will say my issue with the show is that everybody wants to be the detective. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people ended up dead. Because mm-hmm. instead of just going to the police, everybody was like, I'm going to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not talk about, first, the dead bodies. We did not talk about how creepy he is to get an apartment. You've got to remember that. He got an apartment in season two near Love after he started getting a job at the store. He had a fascination over here. Look, look. But that's... A that's- telescope? Close your blinds. Always close your blinds. Hashtag close your blinds. Close these, your these things are le- well. I don't know about the telescope. Maybe that's illegal. There's no one here to fact check, and I'm not going to do it. But, but it's like it's like when you were in middle school or elementary school, and you had a crush on a girl, and you just found a chair next to her, and you decide to sit down. You know right what's crazy to, to me? That girls were like, "Oh my god, I wish I found a guy like Joe." Mm-hmm. Because Joe has the passion. He just messes up. Just- if Joe was ugly, do you think half of this shit would have gone? Oh, you made a face. Wait, you made a face. Because if because, Joe was ugly, if be, Joe, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Go. I, I say yes. Why? <clears throat> Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Get the hell out of here. He locked her Get up. Get the hell out of here. She fell back in love. Well, no, she didn't fall back in love. Stockholm but she fell in syndrome. love. But she fell in love. They and then he became great looking. Right, the fur was gone. Uh, no nair needed, right? That's why it's and called a fairy tale. Look, if look. Joe was ugly, you know how many of these ugly dudes you right. really like. Wait. Shout out to my ugly dudes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say we're one of y'all, but like, shouts out to y'all. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> you know how many of these ugly dudes would really be like hitting these girls' DMs? You know how many of my like female friends be like, oh my god, these guys are in my DMs like crazy, mm-hmm. and they attract females, but they ain't being like, oh my god, he knows my schedule. I had a friend, was it freshman or sophomore year, that was like, Mm -hmm. some dude found my class and like brought me flowers. It was so weird. And she threw the flowers away. Mm. If Joe did that in the show, have these, oh my God, that's the cutest thing that anybody's ever done for me. Like, no, that's weird. But okay. Okay. Let's take take that. Is bringing flowers wrong? Or is that a good intention? Is that a good intention act? Natan, the world doesn't work on your intention. Nobody cares about your intention. That's it's not, all about the execution. That's not my question. It is all is about a, the execution. Okay, I have a question. Execution. I have a question. Execution. So you have a child. Execution. Four years old. Execution. Has a crayon. Well, don't kill him, but... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you have a child, four years old, has a crayon, wants to draw something nice for their parents because they love them, right? They draw on the wall um, because 
you know, that's how they're going to express it to the parents. The parents end up yelling at them and scolding them, right? Right. Were their intentions good? Yes. Did they carry out their intentions in, in a way that might be perceived no. as wrong? Yes, they did. They were wrong. See, see, I listen to I'm the I'm sorry. Question. Go for it. Now, does that make them bad people? No. A bad, bad child? Why? No. Because they're a child and they don't know better. Okay. Let's try something else. No, no, because you know. Because Joe, Joe My technically, biggest issue no, with no. Joe is he tries to rationalize mm-hmm. everything that he does, even because, though he's wrong. And the minute Love did it, he was afraid, Natan. Oh, Love, Love is just crazy. Love is crazier love than is, Joe. Love is crazy. And then the end of season two, he looks through the damn wood and he sees the neighbor and he's like, oh, I can't get wait to know you. You know your woman is hormonal and yeah. crazy. Yeah, Love then, is a bad person. But Joe... Joe is a good. You know person. what? I'm gonna let y'all talk about He's this in the comments. I'm gonna put the poll hey, up. Can I put my Insta, please, or something out there? Please, that's okay. Um, if if you think Joe is a good person, um, oh, let geez. me know. Please uh, DM me. You can DM me these things, the reasons why he's a good person, so I could use it in future arguments. If you don't disagree, do this, if you don't think that Joe is a good person, um, also let me know, and I can tell you why you're wrong. Um, you can get to me uh, through my Instagram. That's probably going to be best. Natan Mallory. That's N-A-T-A-N-M-A-L-L-O-R-Y uh, on Instagram. Okay. Again, that's Natan Mallory on Instagram. I hate this, man. Please DM me uh, with a picture of Joe, probably, so the thought, or ugh. just whatever you're trying to say uh, so I can either boost you or shut you down. Ugh. All right. That's the thought-provoking topic of the week. First, we got to shout out um, Kobe Bryant and our condolences. Oof. To him and his family. Um, Sincerest condolences to was, Kobe, Kobe's family. Yeah, it was it was tragic. Uh, we lost a legend. That work mentality will always live on. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we had to say. So we're going to give a little five-second moment of silence for Kobe. That was wonderful. Um, so our hearts go out to him and his family. Our hearts go out to everyone in the situation, and it's just heavy on our souls. But we've been going on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But for our first episode of It's That Simple, I hope y'all enjoyed it. We're going to get played out by Bakari B on that new energy. So from my heart to y'all, I hope you enjoyed that free therapy session. I hope y'all engage in the comments. Hope you do the poll. We're going to have giveaways soon. We're going to have all this good stuff coming towards y'all. And I'll remember life is not that complicated. It's just that simple. Pulling up on your mind.